bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the SBS Cycling Podcast. We are back, Maka. Maka, you're with us. You're back. I'm back. We are back. back. <laughs> we, we are back. We're both on the other side of the world, my friend, but we are back. It is good to be back. The band is back together officially. It's been a while, too, between drinks. Yeah, absolutely. And then we are back just in time for the Vuelta. You and I have a very soft spot for this Grand Tour. Oh, we do, don't we? It's, you know, you, when you say La Vuelta, you just think balmy nights, sangria, mojito, maybe, uh, paella, sitting outside, watching the sunset. Generally in Spain, you've got to be on the coast because it's so damn hot in the centre. You, you fry like an egg. Um, but yeah, the Vuelta, we love this race and uh, you, you and I both have um, worked on it on the ground and yeah. it's just a little bit more chilled vibe. The racing's still full gas, but everything else around it is just really chilled. So we're looking forward to it, aren't we? Yeah, I just hope I'll be able to pop in, pop out this year at, uh, at this race because I'll still be in Europe. Uh, oh, so, you poor man. Yeah, you poor I, know, I know, I know. I know it's hard. Life, <laughs> life is hard. Uh, but what a Vuelta we have ahead of us, Maka, because look at the roster. Uh, this is the first time, actually, the ex-world champion, actually, now Remco Evonopol, is going to face the winner, twice winner of the Tour de France. First time they're going to battle that on the route and it will be in Spain in the next three weeks. Yeah, I, I love that. And look, I haven't read I haven't read um, – I did see a quote, um, and I, I didn't read the article, but I think Evenepoel said, well, this is exciting. He's excited by the fact that he goes head-to-head with Vingago. Um, I'm not sure Vingago is going to be – he's not going to be in his best shape. I think that's pretty fair to do you, say. Do you think so? Off the back do of you think so? The, well, he's off the back of winning the tour. Yeah. I mean, Froome, Froome did the double. It took him yeah. a few years to do it, but he did 2017. do it. Yeah. I mean, look, either way, I hope Vingago is in a, you know, a fighting mood and, and wants to challenge him. But let's not forget, he's got Roglic as well as a teammate who's, what, three-time winner yeah. of this race. So either way, it's... If we look at, at what could happen, uh, and if Vingegaard or Roglic go for the, for the, for the title on this one, Jumbo Visma, if they do this, they could win the three Grand Tours. They could dominate the whole season because Roglic got the Giro, Vingegaard got the Tour de France. If either of them gets the, the win at the Vuelta, that's a, that's a hat trick for them. When was the last time a team won three? In one <laughs> I don't know. Look that That's up, a... my friend. Look that up. Yeah. That's a stat. You can own that. I'll let you own that one. Um, you're right. It's you forget that that Roglic, you know, wins the Giro. Imagine if he does. Imagine if Roglic wins the Vuelta. Yeah. Two out of the three Grand Tours. I mean, I was about to say he's underrated. He's not underrated. We we talk him up, and you know, but the Giro for him was a massive, massive win. Getting Garrett Thomas. You know, right at the very end there. Um, at and let's not forget, so Remco was sick at the Giro. He yes. had to retire on the rest there with COVID and the pink jersey on his shoulders. Yeah. So the, yeah. So there's been a bit of that. And and then just to continue on with what you just said there, let's not forget Enrique Mas crashed yeah. out stage one of the Tour de France. So yeah. he's back, of course, at the Vuelta. He's probably always going to be. You know, he rides for Movistar. He's Spanish. So you've got these riders that you know their season. Not we know it all along. The season never goes to plan for every rider, yeah. and and a lot of them, lucky for us as as you know commentators and, and spectators, they end up at the Vuelta, generally yeah. at the end of the season, <laughs> and that's why it's jam packed full of GC guys. And we got seven Aussies um, last time I checked on yeah. the start line as well. Absolutely. So if we actually just take a sec on on this lineup, this has been gradually 
getting better and better over the year because you're right. We saw uh, Remco retire at, at the Giro. And first thing we thought was, geez, he's going to do the Tour de France. And then he didn't. Yeah. But then, geez, he's going to do the Vuelta. And then, no, he wasn't. And then Patrick Lefebvre just probably went, no, no, you're doing the Vuelta. Uh, so this Vuelta has just got better. Mass got, uh, got injured on the Tour de France. Uh, there's so many riders that have just it slowly filled in this Vuelta. But we knew for a long time, you and I and everybody else that is in the cycling world, that this Vuelta was going to be fantastic just by the, the, the quality of the roster that would just take the start in Barcelona. Yeah, and generally, um, you know, the, the GC guys that ride the Giro, generally it's a two-pronged plan for the year. They ride the Vuelta yeah. because there's that gap between, that bigger gap. You know, the Giro's in May, the Vuelta's in August slash September. So, you know, when you look at the list, you, we, we've mentioned Roglic already, Vingago, Almeida, Ayuso, who was third Ayuso. last year, Avenapol defending champ, Geraint Thomas, second at the Giro and, you know, amongst, you know, the incredible CV he's got. And then, you know who else I've put on this list? Because I think he was impressive at the Giro. For, and, and, you know, this is maybe a little bias towards Jake Alula. Eddie Dunbar. Yeah. Eddie Dunbar. I'm, I'm really... Curious to see how he'll go uh, at the Vuelta um, as well. Yeah, and then the Vuelta is always bringing new surprises. There's always new riders. I remember, and I've said that to you before, but I remember you saying, hey, this young Tadej Pogacar finishing third in the stage. And finishing, He's pretty you know, good. He's, yeah, and he was like, Don't, like my, my word, this guy is going to go far. And that was at the Vuelta. Yeah. <laughs> and then look Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and that was, that, that was the Vuelta where Kino and I were on the ground when we... Um, used to cover it on the ground there for yeah. the world feed. So even though, you know, I think everyone knows who's listening to this, you know, you, you're commentating off a TV screen. You're not commentating the on the road visually. But just being there and getting the vibe around the event and around the Peloton about Pogacar that year, because he was so young, I mean, it was crazy. He was 20 or 19 or something, and he won three stages, I think, and podiumed. You just went... How is how is this guy not going to be a superstar? Yeah, at that age, doing that, I just went. He has to be a superstar one day. Yeah, I remember. And then you, you. I mean, I, I vividly remember the sentence from you when he was climbing. I've got the image. Okay, he was climbing, really? and you said, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely." What did I say? Uh, you, you actually said, like, "He'll win the tour." My, yeah, mind my, 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 my words, but we are watching one of the next, if not the next, superstar of cycling, just wow. on these roads of Spain, and he was just yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's... Oh, he's not here. <laughs> no, he's not here. And initially, I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was... So, do, do you think we it? expect too much from him? You know, when we I when think, we score the we World do. Championship? <laughs> I mean, you win Flanders, you paid him at the Worlds. Mate, can't, why can't you just win the Tour? Why <laughs> can't you win it? I mean, seriously. Pure, pure laziness. You know? <laughs> he uh, is. I mean, you know what I just... Sorry, just on Pogacar, just... And I know he's not at the Vuelta, and this is a sort of Vuelta <laughs> podcast, but I said this question to a, a mate the other day out riding... I said, what would we want? Would we rather keep the Pogacar we've got as fans mm -hmm. of the sport? So he wins, say, Flanders, wins the Monuments, wins Paris-Nice and podiums at the Tour, or he sacrifices all of that so he can absolutely dominate the Tour de France. 
What would you I rather? Think for, I think for I'd love to keep the Pogacar as we have. He's, he's such a joyful character to to watch. And as yeah. long as we don't lose this, maybe if he try for one year to just isolate mm. that tour and see yeah. how much better he can well, be. Because too, Come on. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is like <laughs> he's won too, but the competition wasn't the same. And look at yeah, what he's got cool. ahead of in front of him now and then what's coming. And you mentioned Ayuso. You mentioned uh, Almeida. Yes. These guys oh, they're, are... They're on their way. They're, I mean, they're this, on their way, aren't they? Yeah. Martinez, these guys are second rank. But look at yeah. the, the how good of a second rank they are. Oh, it's it's and and incidentally, I was looking at a um a website that had all of the world tour transfers, and I was going to jot a few down, yeah. but there were so many I didn't bother. But you're starting to see the neo pros for next year, and and yeah. some of these pros we got to see in the under twenty threes in Glasgow, you know, and they were yeah. and they were impressive, and so already. These riders now are filtering in both men and women, and it's you know the mm -hmm. future, the next yeah. the next gen is exciting. Yeah, I think we uh, we all, we both said that uh, we we think and we hope, but we think more than we hope that the the sport of cycling is on the verge of exploding, but in a good way, uh, be yeah, becoming is. a lot more massive. Maybe like it was in the seventies, eighties, and and, and how? Yeah, yeah, I really believe it's doing full circle. You know, yes, there's still more competition now in this era you know compared to the 1950s or 40s or whatever but yeah i believe the sports having a second a second surge if you like yeah. Yeah. 100% okay let's talk about this vuelta itself uh mm. the route it's very interesting uh i have detailed everything there's one stage i just caught my eye and we go deep into the uh into the the third week but stage 20 it's got 10 category 3 how bumpy yes. is this <laughs> yes 10 3 in one stage you, on you stage 20 yeah, well done. You told me this pre-pod as prep. I haven't had a really good look at it. But you know what it reminds me of, just you saying that, the year that Contador got the better of Joaquin Rodriguez and he uh -huh. did it on, like, the penultimate stage or the day before, and it wasn't a mountain stage. It was a stage that was meant to be for the breakaway. Contador went on the attack in the first hour and blew the race to pieces, and that was where he actually won uh, La Vuelta. So, yeah, it's got it's got a bit of everything. And you know what else I love? I love the start in Barcelona, and I love mm -hmm. the fact that it's a team's time trial. Yeah. Like not too many Grand, not the the Tour no. and the Giro have. I don't, I'm not sure if they've ever done it, or if they have. It's been for years, thirty odd years. But the Vuelta, I love it that they start with a team's time trial. Yeah, absolutely. As a start, and you mentioned not as a team time trial inside inside the race, but starting yeah. with it, it's good. It's quite gutsy. It's quite yes. gutsy for the organisers. Yeah, and and just FYI, I um I spoke to management, and because I'm not on the first three stages, I, I join yeah. on stage four with Keno. So Simon Gerrans, he's got the grade yard grade yeah. shift, my friend. <laughs> I think they're on at two fifty five a.m. time. <laughs> it, it's all right. <laughs> It's pretty brutal. I'm not sure if I've got friends in high places in this place, but thank you, whoever you are. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Gero. Yeah. But watch them. Uh, watch the highlights in the morning if you can't be uh, watching live at 2:55 a.m. or whatever. But it's it's uh, cool. In, it's cool. That's what the well to do, you know. So it's like a. I think it's like a 6 p.m. kickoff or 7 p.m. Yeah. kickoff yeah. there. So yeah. it will literally the last team will finish on dusk. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Cool. But imagine yeah. the images, the vision, the oh, vista yeah, that we're, we're going to get. Yeah, yeah. We have to talk about it. We have to give you uh, the opportunity here. It's going to win the race, mate. 
who's going to who's, win go, who's going to win the yeah. race? I know. I like your I like your reaction. <laughs> oh, that's a it's a really good question because I haven't thought about who will win it yet. Now you've got me on the spot. You know what? I'm going to go Roglic. You're going to go Roglic. I'm going to go Roglic. He's on a high. He's had a big break. He's had no disruptions. He's had no no injuries, or not that I know of, post Giro. So he's had a really chilled out prep. He's going to have Vingago who will support him big time, I believe. I don't think Vingago will be as sharp as what he was at the tour. So I'm going with Roglic. There okay. You go. I'm going to follow you on this one as much as I love Remco. But what I want to see from this race is absolutely Remco giving it his best because in terms of mentally, in terms of holding the pressure. We haven't seen him really challenged on a three weeks race like this uh, as, as a leader. And he was a, li- a little bit challenged at the, at the Giro. And remember, we can still debate the way he went out at the Giro. Uh, was yeah. it too early? He was announced very early in that, reti- that, that, that race day. Yeah. Um, so there's something to do with the pressure. He's, he's still learning. Of course, he's an incredible athlete, oh, much better yeah, than me. Yeah, I think so. And three, in three, three weeks exactly. is different to one day or, yeah, or a week. Absolutely. Race, as we know. So, yeah. So, We'll see a lot of this, but uh, I'm with you. I think Roglic is going to be uh, the man to beat on uh, on this absolute uh, yeah. reading of the Vuelta. Could this be the most combative Vuelta you, we've seen in years, though? Oh, I think it's it's going to be up there. It's definitely going to be up there. Um, I've mentioned the GC guys, you know, and then, of course, Enrique Mas um, as well in that mix as well. Yeah, I think it could be. I think it really could be. I think, I think you know, there's been a few editions where there's been two or three guys that really have been, you know, in the challenge for the overall at the start. Whereas I think here, really, you've got Garrett Thomas, Roglic, Vingago, Evenepoel. Enric Mas, I believe, can still win the Vuelta. I don't think he'll ever win the Tour de France and maybe not the Giro, but I think he can win his home tour. So you're right. I think it is going to be one of the most combative races that we've seen. And, you know, you talk about that stage 20 with all those small climbs. You know, and all the elements that they add in at the team's time trial at the start, the tourmalay as well, mm-hmm. summit finish. I think it's got all of the elements to, yeah. you know, absolutely match the Tour de France and the Giro in terms of, um, you know, dynamicness, if that, if that's the right word. Yeah, totally agree. So let's go through some of the stages. What catch your eyes? You 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 mentioned uh, the tourmalay. Uh, we were there, you and I and the whole crew on uh, on the day, the women's uh, the last day before the uh, the final stage. How good uh, was that? Uh, oh, it was fantastic. I was rewatching. I just the want video to go back there. there. I'm, I'm going back there right now. Actually, in my mind, that was such a good day. But the Vuelta is going. The Vuelta is going back there, and yeah. this this should be a great stage again. The tourmalay never for the point. No, it doesn't. And. Yeah, so I'll just go from the start. I've picked out a few just out of interest. And the first one, I'll go back to that, is the team's time trial. 14.8 kilometres in Barcelona. Showcases the city beautifully. 20 corners. And most of those corners are in the first half of the team's time trial. It's pretty flat, or it is flat, and but it is reasonably technical. It is reasonably technical. When you've got eight guys going at 60-plus kilometres per hour, because that's what they'll be doing, through these corners, there's bound to be at least one incident. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that now. So that is going to be the first test. Then this is what is unbelievable. Stage three, 158 kilometres. They go to Andorra, 3,500 metres of vertical climbing, and it's a summit finish with two climbs at the end, 1,900 metres both. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Stage three. <laughs> stage three. That is, that's crazy. Then stage six is another summit finish, 4,000 metres of climbing. So that's a big day. Stage 13, of course, the Tourmalay, we've talked about that. Stage 10, so I'm backtracking a little bit, uh, individual time trial, 25 kilometres. And the Anglerou, the mythical Anglerou, which yeah. is in the northern part of Spain, um, is back on the calendar as well. So that's another summit finish. And that's there's a lot more to this race, but that's just a few of the highlights that I've sort of handpicked out that I think are mm. going to be big days. Yeah, they've got three three weeks to run it, so we don't have three weeks to talk about it. But uh, yeah. uh, it's, it's already that's just the teaser. That's the tapas. Oh, it. <laughs> uh, it is. It's the tapas. That's the tapas. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's just the olives and the the salami. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Maka. I think that's all we have time for today. What's exciting is uh, the Vuelta is ahead of us. Uh, I can see you signing. You you have other uh, cover. Oh, there's loads, but no, no. We've got to keep it short and sweet. There is. I'll, I will just say one last thing. Tour of Scandinavia is on. For the women, yeah. Guess who is back in the peloton? Sarah Gigante. Exactly. Hey, we That's talked good. about it. Yeah. It's great to see Sarah back. She's had a long layoff, injury yeah. illness. So, well done, Sarah. Good to have yeah. you back in the peloton. Absolutely, and then, uh, sent her a little message, and she replied. So she's uh, all good. <laughs> so, oh, look at you, you groupie. <laughs> I know. I, I remember. I, I I liked her from when we saw her as a national creek champion she was like 15 or something oh this is like this is like the talk like i say yeah i like the spice girls before they're big exactly <laughs> i've got a poster yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. anyway oh, thank you Maka. thank you very much 